When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to After Law. Well, good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, a show being recorded in the immediate aftermath of one of the most shocking performances of the season. I keep saying that, listeners, don't I? We're rattling up this as a little collection. Um, joining me on this post-mortem tonight is the one and only Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. Hello, listeners. It's happening again. <laughs> the, the ominous tone of the Warren voice joins us. Um, 3-1 to Nottingham Forest, a performance by common consent, I think, as one of the uh, the most inept of the season of, of for some time. I think it, it possibly outdoes the, the, the Middlesbrough result prior to Christmas. Um, we had a flappy Forest goalkeeper in their goal, which was beg- you know, a man begging to be tested. And we barely tested him at all until the consolation goal late, late, late in the game through Ben Thompson. Um, Harry, 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 take me through your take on events. Um, I've summed it up as inept. How, how would you um, summarise today's match? Um, uh, sadly predictable. Um I thought we'd get beat today, but I think we'll get beat every week at the moment. So that's not um, that's not shocking. The performance itself is shocking. The fact that the players that we know to be a good group of players, because they showed themselves to be that last season and in previous seasons, to be fair, under the previous regime, to be of a championship standard, not um, not world class, not world beaters, but a good solid championship squad. Yeah, I'd agree with that. As, as recently as midweek, Harry, because we, that weren't a bad um, performance. Uh, I disagreed with that. All right, but, but I, I, we got a point against I that normally I think we would have. I mean, we, yes, we created chances more so than usual, but I think we got very lucky in the sense that they didn't punish our mistakes. And that's the difference today. Our mistakes have been punished, so it looks worse. I mean, it's one year since, almost one year now, since the iconic... 3-0 win at Nottingham Forest. What a world of difference from that match just under under a year ago, 10 months roughly. Um, today was listed as Kenneth Zohor's last loan game. So one of the few bright spots for me in recent months is going to go back to West Bromwich. I, mean, I, I don't know if he's going to stay. I, I'll be surprised if he does, to be to be frank. Mm-hmm. But it was unchanged from Bournemouth. I, I, 
I, I take the point about um, Bournemouth not punishing us, but still, we've gone to a high-flying side. We've we've more than held our own. We've created chances there, and you can argue the, the toss as to whether we should have um, taken points. They should have taken points. We we were we were contenders in a game that um, maybe some would have thought that we we wouldn't have had much chance in. Today we did not do that, Harry. Today was the, the shocking part of today's game was was less that we get beat because I I'm not so arrogant I think that we're, we're miles in front of other teams and we have a right to to you know to, to win a, um, anywhere but that we didn't compete um that the team looked lackluster it looked like it didn't really give a shit um there was no movement up front um the midfielder um Woods is always an easy target we'll come on to him um Pierce in defence looked um, like he should be playing over at Beckton Park near me. Um, and there was just no effort. And seemingly, and I, you know, I'm sure the manager would would um, would say otherwise, but seemingly no one gave a shit. And I, I that's the thing that I can't forgive. That's what's raising uh, questions, which I didn't want to be, I don't want these questions to be raised in my head, Harry. I'm not a person that likes to sack new managers and, you know, that's not, it never never um, feels right at the club to, to sack a man mid-season, but it's coming to that point very, very soon because this run of poor form is now stretching into, well, pre-Christmas and now post-Christmas and it's looking like that's going to be the season for us, isn't it? I mean, I don't see much changing very quickly um, without some dramatic change of some sort. I don't know where that can be other than losing the manager. And, I, you know, I don't know whether that's going to be the right decision or the wrong decision, but that's where it's leading to. It looks like there's been a massive falling out of the club, doesn't there? I'll, I'll be totally honest. I mean, there's, if you're on Twitter tonight and you still follow Alfie Pavey, Alfie Pavey, who has no links to the club anymore, has put up a zipped mouth uh, around Thompson scoring a goal with a fault bubble. There was also a post the other week of Thompson posting Ferguson uh, and Wallace, um, Jeb Wallace, I'm saying, um, about the three amigos or whatever. Right. So I do feel like there is stuff going on behind the scenes. It may be nothing. They may these may be us looking for bullets where there are none. But it does seem that there is a certain core of that squad that is not happy and isn't playing well. And an unhappy workforce is never a productive workforce in whatever you whatever you do in life. No. no. And uh, I no. think we've got a very unhappy bunch of players. Unfortunately. Our main creative, despite the fact you may love him, you may hate him, you may say he turns up for five games out of six a season, he's still our best leading assist maker this season in Jeb Wallace, has not been the same player under Gary Rowett as he was under Neil Harris. Now, whether or not that's the formation, whether that's he doesn't get on with him, whether he, whatever, there could be a manner of reasons for that. But he was the player that was the difference maker for us. And now we've seen he tried to make the difference maker, Ryan Woods, which doesn't seem to work. No, I mean, Ryan Woods does not play with fire in his belly. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to try and take the easy route on, on Ryan Woods because I think, as we said in, in the, uh, the midweek show with Mike, um, he can pass the ball. Give him, give him time and space, which is the question marks. Often you don't get that. And that's what Forrest denied us um, so much across the whole game was time and space in midfield whilst we gave it in, in, in spades to them. Um, he can pass the ball, but I, I think the it's the lack of fire in the belly because you can send out a fairly mediocre side. And if it's firing on all cylinders and every man wants to play for each other and play for the manager and play for there's no fans, but you know what I mean. If they're playing yeah. um with with um a Millwall spirit and a Millwall fire, then 
you become more than the sum of your parts. At the moment, I looked at that 11 at the start of the day and you know, it's unchanged, I think, from, from Bournemouth. I thought, that's not a bad 11. That's not a bad side. You can talk about Pierce. You can talk about Woods. Um, and maybe may, maybe Parrot's not shown as much as, as we might have hoped. But taken as an 11, Harry, that's, that's not a bad side. So it's playing... This is creating less than the sum of its parts now because this is a team that should be better than what it is. And that as much as I don't like to say it, it's taking me back to Gary Rowett because something's not right here. Something's not happening. And, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at the source, don't you? And, you know, these, these are, the, the, I think it was Kelly Maloney actually just posted on Twitter. Uh, you look at the manager, you look at the backroom staff, you look at the, the, uh, the fundamentals, because that's, that's, that's all down to him, isn't it? Absolutely. But you have to look at himself. I've looked back while we're in the intermission between the game and now, I've looked at the defeats and the win since Middlesbrough, right? And you, okay. look at the, you look at the lineup. I'm just going to do formations. It doesn't really matter too much about the playing staff when he plays Woods or doesn't play Woods. The results tend to be the same um, in terms of scapegoating him. The, the, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is that when Ryan Woods plays, we are slower in midfield because we, we were terribly slow this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. But you go back. To to the but you go back to the borough uh game where we lost for it, you know. He plays a three four two one uh with Pierce in the middle of the back three. We get beat three nil. He then changes for the Bristol City game to a four at the back system again and goes four two three one. We win two nil. He plays Leonard and Williams instead of Woods, drops Woods to the bench, who comes on as a sub. He goes against Forest. We play the same formation again. And we get a 1-1 draw. This was the game with Forrest before Christmas um, where I thought we deserved to win, but one error cost us that big lump. One route, one ball by Forrest that they scored. Then you go to Coventry. We stay with a 4-2-3-1. We brought Woods and Williams in from the cold, obviously. Yeah. And we got, we again, we looked slow that day. We got out done in the midfield. We're losing midfield battles. And then we went and played Bournemouth and went for, uh, three at the back again play 3-4-3, three, three, but we went against a side that play 3-4-3. Three, three. So he went and matched them up. Today, Forrest don't play for, they don't play for it at the back. They, they, well, they changed their tactics to, to quieten us down, which they yeah, did. Absolutely. They so, did like, well, and we don't adapt. That's, that's, no, we sat there for six, how long was it before we made the first substitution? First We're sub came in the second half, didn't it? Um, it was late. Um, uh, sub 64th minute, Pearson Bennett, uh, Pierce going off for Bennett and Zahor going off for, for Matt Smith. Um, but until that point, I mean, I, I just can't get past the one the one chance we had in the whole game up until Ben. I'm going to exclude Ben scoring that late consolation goal, listeners, because by then the game's gone. But up until that point, we yeah. only had one chance. Uh, that was that was that um, Hutchinson header on goal in the first half. You know, that was, that yeah. was cleared off the line. Um, but to be honest with you, Harry, the thing that struck me in that moment is unlucky. He's he's got hold of a good um, there's a corner uh, from the right. He's got got his header on it properly as as you'd hope uh, Sean Hutchinson would do, and it's well cleared off the line. I think grabbing of all people. Yeah, it was grabbing on the line. Yeah. Um, but that's that that's a chance that was created. It's a fairly bog standard chance. A corner in. You've got the big man, and he's got a header on goal. You and me, if we were managers, could have created that chance if you like. There was no there was no managerial um, you know. 
insight or anything of that kind needed for that. That's that's a fairly um, standard football position and chance created, and, and we were unlucky that it was, yeah, it was a standard set play. It wasn't. There was no. No, clear, you're, you're not making. Yeah. You know, the, the, the yeah. problem through the whole game for me was that that slowness, and it was commented on the uh, TV commentary, Carl Bates and, and Max. The, the slowness in midfield, the lack of movement, um, you know, Woods, Woods, whatever you think of him, can only pass to men in space and they were making runs and there wasn't much of that this afternoon. And, you know, the changes were required at half-time and they don't get made at half-time. You, the, the problem was lack of energy, as it struck me. And you've got Ben Thompson, who was a ball of energy, sat on the bench. And for some reason, and maybe this comes back to what you're, I think you're driving at, which is maybe there's a personality issue. Maybe there's a reason why you don't bring Ben on. Maybe he knows that he's the, the fan's choice. Maybe you don't want to fall into the the zone of um, giving in to, 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 to popular choice. I don't know. He's um, already admitted that he doesn't want to do in an interview. He's already said, I don't, I must be, I know people want me to play a different side, but I will play the side because ultimately it's my decision. That's fine if you're winning every week, mate. But if you're losing every single week, you know, one win in 16, I think that's our worst run. I don't even... Holloway never had the bad, as bad a run as this, surely. Like, sure, this um, feels different. This doesn't feel like... This feels like a willing... It's just a slow descent. This is like dying of a, a terminal illness. You know, the Holloway was a gunshot to the head. We all knew it was coming. I would compare it to Holloway insofar as the lack of the aimlessness, um, because we're chopping and changing. It's not the same entirely because Holloway went through... 40 to nearly 50 players in, in, a, in a season. So we're not doing that. But what we are doing of the of the cards that we've got available, Harry, we, we're, we're chopping and changing. We're different um, formations, different players. Um, I, I don't know how many combinations up front we've had trying to find the magic form. You know, one minute's the B&B, um, Bradshaw and Bodvars, and now they're only coming in for the last few minutes of a, a game that's gone. And, you know, I... We all know that Troy Parrott is a, is a talented boy and will go far, but he's not doing anything for us at the moment for whatever reason. <laughs> Zohor looked looked sharp, but I think he'll be on the the next train to uh, to uh, Birmingham New Street. I think um, I stand to be corrected, but there's there's just a sense of of, of drift, and you know, I, like I said, I. I'm not a reactive person. I, I believe that in football, you, you get good games, you get bad games. We're just getting relentlessly poor and to average performances. We haven't ripped anyone apart for, I'm trying to think the last time we yeah. really got stuck into anyone. Uh, maybe the Forest game, you know, a year ago, practically. I don't I don't know what he has to do to lose the majority of Millwall fans. I'm, I'm done. I was done probably two, three weeks ago um, with him because I find it boring. And, a, and a, a public service announcement. I bought my season ticket last season and didn't ask for a refund. I bought my season ticket and so did the two other members of my family that go every week. I paid my money to this club. I, I bought me three bits of training kit that I've never, ever going to wear, right? I have no problem giving the club money. But at the moment, I feel like I'm being ripped off by the club to pay a tenner to watch that. I, oh. I, feel like, I feel like I'm having the piss taken out of me because Gary Rowett, since he's lost his number two, has been shit. And, and they would, and they'd know they'd be shit because if we were there at the den, we—it's just not. Well, the, there's no fans to tell him very, very, very directly that. I think we, I think it saved him. I, I don't know how much John Berylson sees of what is going on. I don't know how much presence he has on social media. I don't know if yes men behind the scene are saying it's all going swimmingly but i get the sense 
that he's loyal to a fault, which in this case, in the cut and thrust, you know, world of football, is not, is not, is, is to be, it's to be admired in one sense, but this is not a time to be loyal to this man. This man has given you nothing to tell you that he is any better than the manager that walked away from the football club. He, the, 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 the problems are still there. Have we moved on from a Neil Harris football? Have we moved on? Is the football worse now than when it was at the end of Harris? Well, it's become I think equal, it may be worse. You're listening to After Normal. Post-match review, dear listeners, as I'm watching uh, Millwall leave the field um, with mute on, so I can do this recording, obviously. Wow, that was a tough watch. That was really, really, really difficult to watch. Um, what can you say? What can you say, really? I mean, we just we just didn't turn up, and, and, as, and as much as everyone was saying how sharp Forrest were, and... To be fair to Carl Bates and Max, you know, they, they did a great job reporting on it um, because I think a lot of us would have probably walked out half-time after that. They made a comment our Forest seemed to be quicker to the ball or quicker to react, but they didn't even seem to be getting out of second, third gear for me. Millwall run out of ideas very early on. It's, it's, the, it's the same every week. It's the same every single week. There's no end product and... And it's just getting so boring, so boring watching this now. I mean, there's just no ideas. There's just nothing there. And I'm normally the one on this pod that's a bit more positive. But you're watching it and you think we could still be out there now and, and we wouldn't get close to another goal. I mean, Thompson took his goal well, to be fair. But there's just, there's just nothing there. And you, you're looking at the bench and you think Bradshaw... Varson, Thompson, Smith. The boys said it in the week, but Smith, he's the top scorer and like last season and he comes on and he just doesn't. He just, what have these players got to do to get a start? What have they got to do? But my goodness, something's got to change, lads. My good, something's got to change. Um, the goal, the, or the first two goals, it was carbon copies, weren't it? They really, really were. I mean, Ami Obis took his goal, goals well. You can't. You can't knock them at all. You know, really good finishes outside the box. But I mean, if you if you let a player sort of have a touch, look up, have another touch, look up, have another touch, look up, and then bang it in, of course he's going to score, especially at this level. Mike Hayden made the good point in the midweek show that we're only seven points clear at the drop. Blimey. That trap door's getting a bit squeaky. Come on, you lines. Well, what an absolute shower of shit that was. And I think it's even more disappointing after the great performance on Tuesday night against Bournemouth to then have such a, a shocking result and performance like that on Saturday, only a few days later, playing exactly the same team. I just don't understand it. I mean, the first 40 minutes until they scored, we just looked like a team lacking commitment, lacking desire. All of the good traits for a Millwall side that we showed on Tuesday had completely evaporated in a few days and we just didn't see at all uh, today. And we completely lacked quality and it was just a, it was just an awful performance and it was just so easy for Nottingham Forest. We made them look like a side who were top of the league, not below us. Absolute disaster. 
Um, I question Rowett's selection. Um, I can understand why you would want to pick the same team who have performed very well. But tactically, it's just inept. You can't go and play against another team that play completely different to Bournemouth and expect the same results. Also, we've got bloody loads of games at the moment. I always think you need probably a couple of changes probably each game we play at the moment. I think to keep picking the same 11 uh, after what was you know a tough one on the legs on, on Tuesday uh, to then play again today, it just just baffles me really um but it's 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 just not doesn't seem to be getting any better on the odd occasion we play well we look good but more uh more times than not we are crap um and we're two weeks into the transfer window we signed nobody um this has also got to change uh quickly um if we're gonna have a hope in hell in doing anything this season um, because at the moment, you know, we are sort of sleepwalking and sliding towards the bottom three. Um, so it, it's got it's got to turn around and fast. Otherwise, you know, we really are going to find ourselves in a relegation battle. And um, and I think people will start to question Rowett's management. Well, <clears throat> they already are questioning his management. Um so something's got to change and fast. The club need to pull their finger out uh, and hopefully bring in some quality this January. And and Rowett needs to have a good hard look at himself because uh, whatever he's trying is not working and he's got to find the right formula. Um, what a disappointing result. Part two of my post-match and I'm, I'm thinking that basically what what's happening at the moment, it's like when couples get together then after a little while it gets a bit stale and then the partner you're with starts to go oh it's not good it's not good things need to change so you wine and dine them take them out keep them happy do more exciting things and then you think well that's kept them quiet for a couple of weeks i'll go back to normal that's what this Millwall side is we play rubbish for ages and then us as the love struck partner demand some change, we play better and then when the pressure's off, the one who's at home and being boring, we then go, oh, we then get used to it and the pressure's off and then they go back to how they were. So that's my analogy. We are the wanting, loving partner who just wants a bit of effort and a bit of care and a bit of love. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to After Normal. To answer that question, have we moved on? I think he attempted to um, last season. I mean, again, another point that was mentioned on TV today on I Follow was, um, you know, last season we were seeing um, Sean Hutchinson and Jake Cooper make runs into unlikely attacking positions, and it was it was causing problems. And maybe that was, a, you know, a, a result of a better, um, more confidence in the side, higher position in the table. You can take more risks. And, you know, a relegation fight is a gnawing process of erosion of your own confidence in your own abilities and in your team um, ethic because you start to doubt everyone around you and you don't take risks. And I think that's possibly why we're not seeing Jake making those um, wonderful runs forward that used to cause, you know, merriment and, and panic in, in equal measure. To answer the point that you've asked, um, he tried to change it. I think he's tried to move on from Neil Harris football, um, shall we call it. League One football, I think that's probably a better description because it was it was it was a good style of League One football to a level, but it's not it's not succeeded. Um, I think he's now starting to revert back to it. We're trying to go direct of sorts, trying to hit long balls at Kenneth Zahor. I don't think he's strictly speaking your your, your big target man. Matt, Matt Smith might be, but he hasn't got the mobility, um, and that's not working either. We we are starting to get into a kind of um, a vicious circle, aren't we? Of, of nothing working so you try something else and that don't work and then nothing else works too i wonder whether the the team themselves have confidence in him as a manager um, i don't think so anymore i'm wondering also, i'm I, wondering i'm really am. I, I also think that making statements like he's he's his statements are becoming slowly and slowly more incoherent mm. um he was he was quite polished wasn't he when he came here he, he spoke very well and you know, people were fooled by this. It's the Holloway effect, isn't it? If you, it's the silver, the silver-tongued well, snake it's funny, drama. Just, just to, to illuminate listeners into our pre-recording conversation, Harry. I don't think I'm sharing any secrets, but you're interested in doing a bit of coaching yourself. You're doing the, um, you're doing the badges and things, aren't you, Harry? And. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think you mentioned is it gives you access to a certain kind of a level of statistical uh, information where you're supposed to then draw your conclusions and, you know, um, analyse your team's team's showing. But what struck me as you said that was that will give you a gloss of sounding like you know what you're talking about. Not that I doubt you do. You don't know what you're talking about, Harry, but you know what I mean? You can... Proof in the pudding, mate. (laughs) Well... You know, I think one of the things that impressed us all with Gary Rowett when he first arrived was he talked well. He he's come off the telly. He's um, he's a polished media performer, um, and he, he he talked the kind of professional talk. And I think we were probably all a little bit um, sold on that. I don't know if I'm maybe drawing a, a a tenuous conclusion here, but I think I think it's easy to sound like you know what you're talking about. The true delivery is is what we're seeing in in the uh, in the puddings in the eating, isn't it? And that's what we saw this afternoon. An absolute shambles of a show. There was, you know, I'm looking at the end of the first half, and my, my notes are made to myself. Very poor half, no movement, slow pace, no response to a Forest team looking to close us down. We had no response to their tactics. So why are we not making changes at, at, at the half time uh, mark? Which we don't. We carry on in our own sweet way. That is, for me, deeply worrying um, because it implies, as 
as you've said there, and I think others are probably saying it on the net, I'm not looking at Twitter, but people are implying he's losing the plot. And that's always a critical moment in any manager's career, when the, the moment you lose the plot, because once you lose it, it don't come back. I haven't done enough research yet, but I'm going to look at some point over the next couple of days of what his form was when he got sacked from the, you know, the Birmingham thing. Take Birmingham aside, because he was doing a fantastic job at yeah. Birmingham. But Stoke and Derby, what was going on? What was their runs like before they got rid of him? What was what was going on? Because I, you know, he's a bit of I admit, championship managers. I don't really pay much attention to other than the big names. I'm sorry that I'm not that much of an anorak. I do apologise. <laughs> um, but you're you're sitting there, and I'm I'm looking. You know, there are managers that say, I, I I disagree with Ryan the other day when Ryan turned around and said I don't like this term Millwall type player, and I. I understand where you come from. You'd, you'd like to move us on away from being having Millwall type players. But the problem is, is I've watched three managers now, including Rowett, Holloway and Lomas, that have tried to come in and get me away from a Millwall type player. The book family talks about governors and, and you know, your Framptons, your Dunn, your Harris, you know, these players that would just now in the, in the changing room would just not be accepting that performance. And I don't see any governor type player there. Pierce attempts to be that, but it's like having a pan shop governor. You know what I mean? It's like having the person at work that you that shouts well, at people and then you turn around, you're all sniggering behind the fucking behind the water cooler. He, the essence of a governor is you've got to be able to do it. You know, it's like me. I, I can I can shout and scream. You can, but can you go out on the championship football field and do it? And he can't. He's he got caught for paces. He's, he's you know he had a very poor game today. And I, he was I, caught I, for the Bournemouth goal as well. It was his fault. Space was being given. I mean, I'm just looking at the first goal here. Nottingham for a shot from distance. Um, Woods at fault. Woods at fault, maybe. I, I, I haven't seen it since. Okay. We're doing this. We're doing this recording straight off. So this probably explains the slightly hysterical tone that both Harry and I are trying to fight from our voices. Um, but time and space being given to players to shoot from distance. One nil. Um, another chance. Um, second half again. I think the second goal was was again. Um, you know, time and space being, it was just not close down midfielder, not closing down other midfielder equals goal. Yes. Revolutionary. <laughs> time and space. All I keep noting is why are we giving them so much space to, to collect the ball, control it, and then pick their shot pass, whatever they're going to do. Um, a mill team, team, a successful mill team is based on hard work. Number one. Well, Number any football, one. any football team's got to have hard most, work. Most, but some other clubs have the ability to buy their way past hard work. They can buy artistry and skill. We have to, because we are a bottom feeder, and we must sign players from you know the lower leagues and Wickham and take punts on Lee Gregory from Halifax and and, and Morrison from Stevenage. We we live in the modern in in modern times on the on the basis of signing these players that are willing to put the work in and. My aversion to Ryan Woods is based upon the fact that he is very lightweight and that is not a Millwall player to me. Yes, he has all the artistry in the world and I'm using Woods as a scapegoat. I can go on and say that Leonard has turned into a Millwall player because he's the only one that runs around and puts a challenge. He puts a tackle in. He'll make runs forward. I, th I thought he was one of the least culpable of today's um, Absolutely. Group. And I don't in include Danny Mack on the on the side, a young boy. Danny Mack's the only bright spark in what bright, is a bright spot. Ryan Leonard. Um, other than that, I'm, I mean, Bart will always give you Bart, but I mean, he was just given too much to do today. Second goal, time, space being given to Amiobi. He was a quality striker of the ball and showed it, didn't he? When he, when he yeah, yeah, yeah. Time and space. I mean, he made a good save from 
I think it was one nil at the time. He made a good save from a free kick, which again was given away softly by Woods. You're asking players. I also think it's not fair on Woods slightly, even though I don't like him. I don't think he's been given the opportunity to show what's best of him because he is passing to two centre halves that are built to play four four two and have balls slung down their throat all the time, which is totally fine if we have a manager that understands that. But there's a basic lack of understanding of what we are. We are not a football-playing side. We play 4-4-2 with wingers, or always have traditionally been. That's fine if you want to move us away from that, but you haven't done the, the, the surgery that's needed in the squad to do that. And at the end of the day, I don't care how we fucking play football. Let's win some football matches. Let's well, that would be nice. That would yeah, be nice. I don't understand. The most important thing in the world is winning football matches. That's all that matters. I couldn't care if we won. If you win every game in the season 1-0, you still go up as champions. It doesn't matter if you shit out your way to it. I don't understand this fascination with playing nice football. It's brilliant. It's lovely. Do Arsenal win fuck all in the Premier League? Or do they, you know, they're lovely to watch, but they're soft as shit underneath. And we have turned into a soft touch. And that's not Millwall. That's I not Millwall at all. Um, two nil, 69 minutes. I thought we had a, a Rowett. They, they focused on Rowett on the side of the, of the bench. And I don't mean to keep going on about Rowett. He is the manager, listeners. That's that's the thing. But Unfortunately. I, I just, I thought he had that, managers get a haunted look. I, I think he's out of answers. I don't think he has answers. Um, we How are long was his contract? Do you remember? <sighs> I don't know. What was it signed? What did he get? A three-year deal? Don't know. I mean, I don't know what the payoff's like. I mean, is it worth, am I thinking that we, you know, if we sold a player with that cover, Said it losing Rowett. I mean, the financial issues right now will be the cost of, of axing him, which is one route. Um, who are you going to appoint? It's probably going to be Adam Barrett in a very short term, isn't it? Because we are, we're looking at, Who's you know, that's another question. <laughs> we're also, I mean, the, what's today's date? Is it the 15th today? I've lost track of what day of the week it is. Um, we're so we're halfway through the transfer yeah. window. We haven't done any business. Other teams are doing business. I saw the the the, um, the interesting looking winger that was playing for Boreham Wood the other day has gone to Huddersfield, which is precisely the kind of player that you'd have thought we'd be looking to to pick up from non-league. Who knows how he's going to turn out? More likely to sign the Wright brothers back from fucking Crawley. No Over the Wright brothers from Kitty Hawk, who started flying the um the the, the, the planes. Maybe we'll sign them. Um, I just think he's he had that kind of route uh, had that kind of look about him and three nil was shocking. Oh, to take his money, mate. <sighs> he got, Aaron Aaron said this. Aaron said that he's got a, he's got a thing of of you know starting very brightly and and like you know being a bit like a firework, really entertaining and then exploding in a big way. Um, it's it's going off the rails. I mean, I thought the defence for the third goal, which was a kind of it crept in at the near post from a corner, was absolutely unforgivable. I know you, the game's gone. I mean, the game is over by two, but you still should have professional pride, Harry, and you don't want to go in by the three nil. Side lacks pride. That's that's the word. This side likes pride. I remember there used to be a big banner when I first started going. Lions have pride, not prejudice behind there. Well, our team definitely lacks pride at the moment. Let's put it that way. Certainly do. Um, so 3 0, and I mean, it was over at 2 0, 3 0. He brought And then he brings Ben Thompson, who actually does get the goal, a consolation, a volley from a corner late, late, late. Um, I, I allowed myself briefly the luxury of raising my hopes slightly at that point, but of course, it was, a, 
I just yeah. laughed. Yeah, no, I, I, I let myself. I'm a, I'm a sucker, listeners. You know, I'm an old romantic, really. Um, what really hurt me was seeing Stephen Reed on the side of the Forest. What we I would give for Stephen Reed in our midfield in his, uh, in even in his latter days, a man that wouldn't have accepted that that show this afternoon. And um, you know, it's it's that lack of Millwall fire that's that's really hurting at the moment. But we're talking a lot about the manager Harry and that does raise realistic problems because you know there are practicalities that not least not least would be the payoff required to get shot of him I don't know no who would I... you want Nick in an ideal world money's not, not well money well money is an issue so I'm not gonna give you like oh yeah well, I have pet but you know um well you, you made it as a standard and I don't think we're you know if there's four you know, in the Premier League, there's probably three divisions of teams that fancy a chance at the top six, the teams that are in the mid-table and the ones that are quite happy just to fight relegation. If we're talking the same in the Championship, at the moment, we're definitely in the bottom third. So you can only expect to get a bottom third manager. We, 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 I, don't have, I don't have a list of answers. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and come up with, um, you know, George Graham, maybe in 1984, vintage, if he's still around, bring him back. But we, we need to end this listless, couldn't care less, um, show. I mean, we saw it again this afternoon. We saw it versus Coventry, and there may be reasons why that. And then we saw it against um, uh, against Borough, and it's underpinned a lot of average average football this season. And it's almost a kind of a, a an aimless, couldn't care less. I, I, I generally question this 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 team spirit at times. I know they had they had some good um, you know good shows on occasion where people can say, well, they, they do, they do care. They do give a shit. But today there was not an evidence at all. Um, I mean, the manager, the manager's culpable for his team selection. I'd like to point out that he's moaned in a presser about the players being tired and how hard it's been for him with eight of them getting COVID. It's been he quite hard for you going into, into, into work hour. It's been hard quite it's hard not, for it's not, just, it's not just that, Nick. And it's a lot the, of other people. It's the hypocrisy of the fact that the bloke played, then played a full strength sky against boring wood plumbers. You know, there's 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 ways and means around it. I know we like a cup run, but in the grand scheme of things, when we can't go to the cup run, right, are we really bothered about the cup run? Or would I have rather all the hangers on that are in the squad or even not in the squad? Scalak for 90 minutes would have been fine to run around against a bunch of plumbers. I mean, maybe yeah. we offloaded yeah. them to them. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it would have been handy, wouldn't it? But to actually use the players that are not playing and keep the other ones fresh for, you know, the league where we're slowly slipping towards financial ruin and a £1.5 million salary cap next season. But, you know, fuck it, it's all right. Because, you know, he tries to play, get us into this mad playing free at the back football that everyone seemingly is calling for. It's ridiculous. We do the same thing all the time in my entire Millwall support in life in the 30 years I've been going since I was seven we do the same cycle all the time we go away from being Millwall we try and we we're promised the world of playing beautiful football and bringing some kind of Bermondsey Barcelona style of play three at the back five at the back whatever you like we get a manager that does it it goes wrong and we revert to we'll go and get a manager that's going to play 4-4-2 and sort us out Jacket, Aris, McGee these are all managers that were successful basing it on hard work and 442. That's a given. I mean, that, that's what needs to change rapidly. Now, whether that means that, I mean, I, I'm not in love with Gary Rowett and I don't 
if he stays, then it's got to change. If he goes, it's got to change. It, it makes no odds who does it because at the end of the day, what's needed is what wasn't on the show this afternoon, which is to you know, fire, mill spirit, give a shit, make that tackle, get that. Cr- Look how refreshing it was to see Ryan Leonard make a tackle and, and Danny Mack in, the, in his way on the, on, the, on, the, on the right side. That's what's missing from the bulk of that team. And if they're listening, I don't know if any of them listen to this show. Oh, yes, I do question your commitment because I didn't see it there this afternoon on, on, a, on a game where it was begging for it. And whether that's, you know, if we sack Gary Rowett, it's going to raise immediate practical questions. Sack Gary Rowett and go and get the Cowleys. The Cowleys, I, they've worked I, with budgets. They turned around a struggling side in Lincoln City. Their track record is very, very good. It needs to be someone's going to come in and hit the ground running, Harry. They will, but they will. The, diff- the difference is with them is their coaches. Mill don't need a manager. Mill need a coach. This is this is a new thing, right? That managers are a bit old at. You need play- You need a man. You need a head coach that makes players better. We seemingly appoint managers that make players worse. You know, there's an argument for how bad has Jeb Wallace been this season, right? There is an argument of. Are we playing to our best player? Because arguably, I'd like you to turn around and tell me, Nick, if you, it's not Jeb Wallace who's our best player, then who is it, right? Because you play to that player's strengths. You know, it would be unheard of if you saw Klopp suddenly change formation that made Salah and Mane not work in his side. But apparently, Millwall have done that, and it's not being questioned. It is, it is a phenomenal rate of, because we're not there, it's... it's it's Twitter and it's 40 characters, 140 characters, and it's weird and it's snippets and it's sound bites. And it's the club seemingly, a, a, it almost feels like they don't really understand what's going on. Like the, the, we're living in this paradox reality. Someone needs to have some smelling salts or something, like a boxing coach throwing water over his knockdown heavyweight charge and say, you know, you are in a fight here. This is, this is happening. Mm. You're not asleep. You're not dreaming. And we are. Something. We are sleepwalking into a relegation fight. Absolutely. Relegation beckons based on what we're all seeing at the moment. Um, I would, I mean, that the club is never good at these things. I think John Berylson... <laughs> is... So much. That's the problem as well. We'd probably, the problem isn't it, is we'd probably sack Rowick now, right? If we, if we did, which we won't, but we should, but we won't. Even if we did, they'd probably go for someone like Ainsworth. And that shows where we fucking are. Because they go for Ainsworth, not giving a fuck that most of the fans think he's a cunt, and not giving a fuck that most of the fans hate him. Just worry about what we have got, not what we might do. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know that Ainsworth's on anyone's agenda, Harry. I mean, I, I think, I mean, the question for the club right now is: do they, do they stick or twist with Gary Rowett? Um, You've got to back him or sack him, you financially as well. That's the problem. That is well, the problem. This, this, I mean, this was going to be, I'm just going to close the show out. I mean, the, the, we are just two weeks into a, a transfer window upon so much, which so much rests. Um, I mean, we went into it, we're still um, idly talking about maybe, you know, getting back into the playoffs. I mean, that's remote now. I think surviving in the division is going to be our, our main priority. Um, Zohor Parrot seems to be staying. I don't I don't know about Zohor. I keep saying he's going back. I, I don't know. Let's Let's wait and see. But it's it's in the engine of the of the side. It's, it's it's in the it's in the gut, Harry. And that's I don't know what what's going to be done on that front because um, the manager seems lost at the moment. So um, I mean, the fact he lost his number two now seems like a massive blow to Millwall Football Club. It does in retrospect. It does in retrospect. Um, when he's gone, the form is completely gone. <laughs> 
There we are, listeners. Um, this, this, um, it's a depressing um, aftermath of uh, a very depressing performance. Um, just a couple of comments from the internet, just to close us out, Harry. Alex Lee, um, poor from a mill side that most said um, for Gary to stick with, Gary Rowett to stick with, um, tactics with players who aren't able to execute with a stubbornness from a manager who raises questions. Um, no, Michael Wills, no confidence, no tactics, no goal threat, one win in 15. Can't keep a clean sheet. Shit subs at the wrong times. Dare I say, players not giving a shit. Where the fuck is Jed of last year? Row it out before it's too late, says Michael Wills. And he's not alone. I, you know, there are many, many others. Uh, William Sustard, Sustard, OBE. Well done for getting the OBE, William. Zohor and Parrot may as well go back there. No better than what we have. Get ready for relegation, boys and girls. You all know it's coming. And Matt Richards started the game too slow. Forrest took their time and played around us. Zohor didn't look interested. Parrot frustrated. I'd rather have Bodden Brad, Bradshaw up front. Um, Woods out running midfield. So it goes, so it goes. So won't <laughs> flog. Nice and cheery. Cheer you up. Have a good evening, dear listeners. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Acton Millwall. Uh, maybe I should stick a few. Um... The only good thing is, Nick, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and raise it. Cheer us up, Harry. Come on. The only good thing is, is when we're in League One, right? <laughs> tend to be Cheering me up. <laughs> We tend to be quite good. And by the time we start again, whenever we start, and we'll be out of lockdown, we'll be able to go to games and we'll hit the ground running and we'll win games again. It'll be like it never happened. Maybe in the year 22, 2020, or no, 21, 22, 22, we'll see once the vaccines take when we get When we get to play away at such grounds as fucking Portsmouth away and... South End again or something. Yeah, South End. They're even more fucking fucked than us. Maybe we can get Barrett to there. Maybe Barrett can take that <laughs> job. So that's one... One of the dastardly duo gone. Thank you for joining Harry and me in, in, in treatment on our psychiatrist's couch tonight. <laughs> I hope the therapy session went well for you, Harry. Um, we'll stick some phone numbers on for those that need to unburden. Mind Samaritans. Um. <laughs> and the rest. Alcoholics Anonymous, perhaps, as well. Big thank you to you, Harry. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight, mate. No worry, mate. Stay safe, everyone. And... Uh... Yeah, speak to you soon. Huddersfield, Huddersfield in four days, that'll be a laugh. Oh, mate. In the raw aftermath of Millwall going down 3 1 at Forest. Thank you for listening to your listeners. Arriva Dirci, Millwall. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirci, Millwall. Till next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 